0: i am so sick of the media dictating the terms of the narrative in this country i'm so sick of having to be apologetic for who i am i'm so sick of people in middle america being called a flyover country or slope-headed conservative teabaggers it's going to be teabagging day
1: it's hard to talk when you're teabagging
2: it's so funny because the teabaggers the one thing they hate is when you call them racist. If racism is not the whole of the Tea Party, it is in its heart.
3: The hatred that is Timothy McVeigh, and he had, there are plenty of people like that right now. of. Person-
4: I think you get the general tenor of this. It's anti-government, since this is highly promoted by the right wing. Conservative network,
2: Fox.
0: The left pits people against each other. Divide and conquer is the strategy. I don't want to live in that world. It is the exact opposite of E. porbasono. <laughs> He said
4: you were for you. He said he worked you. He said he worked for you. You are very racist. And you're going to be dealt with. He said he works for you. It's going to come to light who you really are. It's going to come to
3: light
5: who you really are. Hey, let
2: answer one question yes or no. What about
5: the fake person? Yes or no.
0: And what the left has stood for with political correctness is to try and get those with whom they disagree to shut up. And the Tea Party movement, and Sarah Palin, and Michelle Bachman, and Alan West, and and all the all the people that have gone out there against the mainstream media and said, "You're going to call us racist. You're going to call us potential Timothy McVeighs." Fuck you. War.
5: Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Road Warrior Radio. You're tuned in live this Thursday, February 29th, leap year, 29th, 2024, on the one and only Republic Broadcasting Network. And as always, thanks for coming along for the ride. It is a wild and dystopic ride, but hey, um, if you're one of the lucky people born on this day, then I guess uh, all is well, because, you know, you're... Aging in dog years, you're not really aging in real people years. So I guess that's, you know, as as Bill Murray would say in Caddyshack, you got that going for you, which is nice. So here we are, a uh, point of clarification from yesterday and uh, more warfare stuff in ways that we don't think about, um, liminal warfare, regression of the main kind of stuff, which... Correlates to things Hitler wrote in Mein Kampf, for example. And uh, it's happening right in plain sight, right out in plain sight. And um, nobody knows, nobody cares. Before there was uh, Kahneman and Tversky's Nobel uh, Nobel level work, I suppose you could say, there was Francis Galton. Do you remember John Taylor Gatto saying all all through growing up, he heard that Francis Galton was the smartest man who ever lived? You know about the Skinner box, but do you know about the Galton box or the Galton board and the concept of regression to the mean? It's happening in plain sight. If you understand what it is, you see it everywhere and you see the propaganda correlation to it. But If you don't know what it is, and therefore don't see it, then Clark's Third Law is in full effect. Any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. It's not magic. Uh, So anyway, maybe we'll talk about some of that stuff. Before we get started, and before the point of clarification, though, as always, these days I start with a word of prayer. Because... We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the worldly governors, the princes of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness, which are in the high places. And those places are not visible to the naked eye, typically, as, as the saying goes. Uh, there are exceptions to that. When Elisha prays that his servant, his eyes may be opened, his servant says, you know, we're done for, we're surrounded on all sides. Look, and some for some reason, Elisha is not concerned. Why is he not concerned? And he prays that his servant's eyes may be opened. All of a sudden, the guy sees a different picture. So it's funny how that works. And the the surrounders on all sides are surrounded by a an infinitely superior force. So. That's why we begin these broadcasts with prayer, and I think that these are the days, you know, it's high time to do that every time. So without further ado, the Lord's Prayer and the full armor of God in particular, which I think is enough for each day. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. Lord, please help us to put on the full armor of God. Help us to gird our loins about with truth. Put on the breastplate of righteousness. Shod our feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Help us to take up the shield of faith. Put on the helmet of salvation. Take up the sword of the spirit. And pray at all times in the spirit. In Jesus' name. I pray that no weapon formed against the righteous shall prosper and all who walk in error will come to know the truth in Christ, reveal our hypocrisy to us and our double-mindedness. Lord, I pray unrepentant evildoers be brought swiftly to justice. Wickedness be brought swiftly to an end. Righteousness be restored in the land, poisonous trees and their offshoots like brands and agencies etc conceived in malice would collapse under the weight of their own evil and all this i pray in jesus name amen he is our intercessor and uh, our high priest so and uh, i pray that the holy spirit would be my translator in 1 corinthians chapter 2 fashion the secret decoder ring in a manner of speaking euphemistically. So point of clarification from yesterday. Actually, before I do that, um, Republic Broadcasting, you you may, you may have heard Republic Broadcasting uh, need your help and you may hear Republic Broadcasting always needs your help. Well, it's true. This is a listener supported network. There's no Ford Foundation, Rockefeller Foundation, Gates Foundation grant. There's no grant forthcoming. At least not that I'm aware of. And I I wouldn't expect one because what happens here is inimical to the efforts of uh, enslavement. And even bigger than that, I would say, return to the Genesis 11 moment the finishing of the great unfinished work. Anyway, there's no grant coming to do that here. So this is a listener supported network. Thank you to the many faithful supporters, the many faithful RBN supporters. And there are many, if you don't currently or have never been a supporter of uh, RBN, please consider supporting RBN directly through the sponsors and the advertisers, whatever works. And, uh, so I think I'll leave it at that. And again, thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you, uh, to those who faithfully support the network. And, you know, I think that if you feel compelled to spread the word, you know, we, I'm reminded on a regular basis these days of, um, what the big guy said. I think it was the last, Uh, conference or speaking engagement that he attended. And I just remember him saying, you know, where where are all the people? Where is everybody? Because, you know, years ago, like in the 90s, for example, we had lots of people. Where did everybody go? And so, I mean, I think we're seeing the Malthusian dreams unfold before our very eyes, which also seem to correlate to certain passages in the book of revelation, for example, I think we're seeing a lot of that unfold before our very eyes. And, um, if you listen to last Friday's road warrior radio broadcast, uh, where Dr. Kevin McCarron was on and he said, you know, maybe the remedy is, and I'm, I think I'm paraphrasing, but I think I'm safe. Uh, you know, the, the remedy is probably young people go have 10 kids. And that sounds very similar to what I've said. You know, the Bible, it's interesting that immediately the command in the Bible is to uh, subdue the earth. Not one another, but the earth, and uh, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth that command well it's fill the earth is not issued initially, but after the flood in Genesis 9, that command is reissued along with a few other instructions you know whoever sheds man's uh, blood. By man, his blood shall be shed. For in the image of God, he made man. As for you, be fruitful and multiply. Populate the earth abundantly and multiply in it. Hmm. Sounds kind of like that. So yeah, get married, stay married, have 10 kids, and live happily ever after. How about that? All right, so... um, I guess we can do the phone lines thing. Uh, the phone lines are open. Local is 512-248-8252. And since we all have free long distance these days or long distance at no additional charge, I suppose is the way to phrase that more appropriately. That is the preferred number since long distance is an expense to the network. But from a cave, uh, Uh, i.e. toll-free, 800-313-9443. I know that's the number that's stuck in many people's heads. It's definitely stuck in mine for years and years. But if you can, use the local, 512-248-8252. Point of clarification from yesterday, I was not uh, trying to give Brian a hard time at the end for uh, insinuating that you know for for essentially referring to me as protestant uh you know and i was just trying to make a point of clarification for posterity's sake most people you know we live in an age where we think we know a thing and we we don't have a clue most of the time what i mean by that is i've asked the question you know i i chewed on the question from a friend for 15 years and finally It was done percolating, you know, communism is a religion. Think about it. So I thought about it, and I had some answers that didn't answer, explanations that didn't explain, as Fred Hampton might say. And so, finally, it dawned on me, you know, when Raphael Warnock says the early church was socialist, it's not true, but how many of us could articulate exactly why or distinguish between the two acts chapter two, verse what 45 i think and you know socialism or the communist motto or mantra from each according to his ability to each according to his needs um isn't that what's happening in the pentecostal moment chris they look the same they look very similar yes but they're not the same. Well, what do you mean? I'm glad you asked. Let me let me explain. So in Acts chapter two and uh, four, you know, for example, you have this situation going on. Those who had believed were together and had all things in common. That's what Raphael Warnock says. He shouts, "They had all things in common. Yeah, that's what the text says. And they began selling their property and possessions and were sharing them with all as anyone might have need. Day by day, continuing with one mind in the temple and breaking bread from house to house. They were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart. Okay, now now there's a little bit of a distance. Praising God and having favor with all people. Hmm. It wasn't Marxist conflict. It wasn't cultural Marxism and balkanization. It wasn't divide et impera, divide and rule. None of that stuff. But then, then this, and then, and the Lord was adding to their number day by day those who were being saved.
6: Hmm.
5: You back up a little bit. Verse forty-one. So then. Those who had received his word were baptized, and that day there were added about 3,000 souls. They were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. See, this is, this is a different situation. <clears throat> this doesn't sound like socialism when you really dig into the details. Anything but. So what is the distinction? The distinction is simply who's in charge, who decides, which goes back to that first commandment. Funny enough, thou shalt have no other gods before me. And, uh, you know, again, I was reminded of the Catholic (laughs) first commandment, so-called thou shalt have no strange gods. What? What? You know, what? What? Of course, that leaves room for all manner of idolatry, like, you know, necromancy, worshiping dead saints and, you know, elevating Mary, the mother of Jesus to mythical uh, goddess of a thousand names status and all kinds of, you know, anyway. So this is different. The difference is who's in charge, who decides. And so to Raphael Warnock, I would say, no, the early church was not socialist. Socialism is a state uh, run or a state propagated counterfeit. It is the antithesis of this with socialism. For some reason, we always seem to have conflict, don't we? That's because it's a beggar thy neighbor approach. You you seek benefits for a a a numerical minority at the expense of the numerical majority. What does that do? That creates discord and animosity. Why, why is that? Because people don't agree to that themselves. It's forced upon them. It's coercion. And that comes through the state versus the Pentecostal moment, which is the Holy spirit. Impressing this upon people's hearts. The socialist impulse is the Antichrist spirit. It's the opposite, the antithesis. Maybe that's not the right way to put it in this, you know, whatever. People will think I'm talking about Hegel. Anyway, or Fitta. So that's the distinction, and you know who's in charge, who decides. It's the Holy Spirit in, in the Book of Acts, and um, it's clearly not the Holy Spirit with socialism and communism. Well, what does this have to do with uh, you know someone saying Protestant? Well, I guess I'll get to that in the next segment because we're about out of time. But you know this point is validated in Acts chapter four and five. You know, it's not the state that comes and says, hey, sell your stuff in the book of Acts. It's the Holy Spirit impressing it upon people's hearts. That is clear. It's it's uh, clear in a couple of cases. It's clear when Peter confronts Ananias and Sapphira. There's a distinction, but it's a meta level distinction. So most of us miss it. I will finish my explainer and my point of clarification and then we'll move on. Stick around. We'll be right back after this short break.
2: Consider this. Dead people see only what they want to see. And frankly, most of us are still dead. Let me give you the lessons of gold and five easy lessons. Number one, don't buy it because you need to make money. You buy gold because you need to protect the money you already have. Don't ever look at the price as a barrier. Look at it as an incentive. An incentive. Number three, don't buy its paper pretenders. We talked about that a lot. Buy gold. Buy the real thing in the form of coins and bullion. Fourth, don't fall prey to glitzy television or Facebook ads. Do your due diligence instead, and that's what I try to provide you with and have for 26 and a half years on the air and 30 years in this profession. at Kettle Marine Ltd at Cox.net. Let me help you protect your wealth and your family today. Once again, call or text us at 602-799-8214 or visit our website, SierraMadrePreciousMetals.com. Be glad to help you out. Be glad to answer your questions. That's what we're here for. No pressure, just good, hard, common sense. The decision then becomes up to you
4: We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects.
0: Email Tom at republicbroadcasting.org. dot T o m at republicbroadcasting.org.
1: dot
5: Welcome back. All right. Explaining. Hurry up. Get to the, get to the point, finish this deal. So it's not that I object per se, you know, I'm not offended or anything. I'm just trying to offer a point of clarification so that we all understand how we've been duped, beguiled, misled for hundreds of years for longer. Actually, who's in charge, who decides, um, Protestantism is a reaction, it's controlled opposition to a controlled deal. So from Wikipedia, Protestantism is a branch of Christianity, I would dispute that, that follows the theological tenets of the Protestant Reformation. That's kind of what I'm talking about. A movement that began in the 16th century with the goal of reforming the Catholic Church. Ah, mm, there's a clue. From perceived errors, abuses, and discrepancies. So, you know, we don't want to be like them. We want to reform. And, you know, obviously the, the truth is nuanced. It's It's more, you know, that's an oversimplification, but the point is valid here that this is a, a, it's controlled opposition and it's two sides of the same issue advancing forward. It's the two wings of the dirty bird moving us all forward. And uh, I think now what's happening is some things are collapsing into themselves. You know, the clover pivot strategy isn't just for um, social and economic stuff. I guess it, applies more broadly but you got to have a thing to collapse into first right bill gates that's why you build gavi and seppy and all these kinds of platforms so that you can have whatever it is you know collapse into that just in time oh my gosh it's so great that we had this solution just in time it's amazing anyway protestantism is uh it's just that it's Protestantism and who, who's who's important. Who's in charge? Who decides? Um, what do you mean? Well, first Corinthians, uh, three, five through nine, maybe is a valuable explainer. I'll come back to acts in a second. Um, First Corinthians three five through nine. So Paul says, and I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual men. Uh oh, that's a problem. But as to men of flesh, this is verse one. As to infants in Christ, I gave you milk to drink, not solid food. You may recall. I've talked to uh, John in Tennessee, um, Fred in Iowa, you know, among others. We had conversations about this from time to time. And Hebrews chapter 5 is another place where this is mentioned. Um, We're supposed to have our senses trained through practice to discern good and evil. I could not speak to you as to spiritual men, but as men of flesh, as to infants in Christ. I gave, you, I gave you milk to drink, not solid food, for you were not yet able to receive it. Indeed, even now, you are not, you are not yet able, for you are still fleshly. For since there is jealousy and strife among you, are you not fleshly? Where's your focus? Who's in charge? Who decides? And are you not walking like mere men? What's the distinction for when one says, I am of Paul and another, I am Apollos. I'm of Apollos. Are you not mere men? What then is Apollos? And what is Paul? Servants through whom you believed. Even as the Lord gave opportunity to each one, I planted, Apollos watered, but God was causing the growth. Who's in charge? Who decides? Who's fantastic? Who's important? So then neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but God God who causes the growth. Now he who plants and he who waters are one. But each will receive his own reward according to his his own labor. We are God's fellow workers. You are God's field, God's building. So, you know, what is Protestantism? What is Roman Catholicism? What is... name it. And especially the ones named after a guy, Lutheranism, you know, etc., etc., etc. Anyway, stick around. We'll be right back.
1: Hey there, are you going to wait till the cows come home to get your new Ease Off drop and lift?
2: What in the world is an Ease Off drop and lift?
1: Our Ease Off is a new tool to increase production for your meat processing company that will get that whole hog or half a beef on or off your rail with our remote control. Cows too.
2: Esoph LLC four one seven nine three two six four one nine. It's the
6: good life, full of fun, seems to be the ideal. Yes, the good life lets you hide all the sadness you feel. You won't really fall in love Cause you can't take the chance So be honest with yourself Don't try to fake romance It's the good life to be free And explore the unknown Like the heartaches When you learn You must face them alone Please remember I still want you And in case You wonder why Well, just wake up Kiss that good life
5: Goodbye Welcome back. All right, let me finish the explainer and we'll go to the phones. Um, I guess maybe in simple terms, you know, after the explainer from 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1 through 9. You know, look through the Gospels, look through the red letters <clears throat> everywhere. Everywhere. You know, in Acts and Revelation, look at the red letters everywhere and find a place where you see a call to go join some organized thing. Well, what about the, you know, seven letters to seven churches? It's not seven letters to seven churches. It's seven letters to the church at, the church at, the church at, so Um... Back to the book of Acts real quick to finish my explainer, my point of clarification. Um, So you see what's happening in Acts chapter 2 that's different. It's not socialism. If people are, you know, there's not discord, there's harmony. And uh, many people, you know, people are growing in faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. That clearly is not socialism. It's harmony. It has a different tone. It has a different appearance, you know, praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord was adding to their number day by day, those who were being saved. That is not the whole complexion of it is not socialism. Hopefully that makes sense. I'll leave it there. I don't want to belabor it. So then, um, you know, and I'll mix this in too. Peter and John um, get in trouble for, uh, you know, healing people and performing miracles. And so uh, they are brought up on charges, you might say, and asked to explain themselves and. Um, so Acts four eighteen says, and when they had summoned them, they commanded them not to speak uh, or t- uh, teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said to them, whether it is right in the sight of God to give heed to you or uh, rather than God, you be the judge. For we cannot stop speaking about what we have seen and heard. But there is a specific message. This is not political. This is not. You know, we have to tell everyone to vote for this guy or we cannot stop speaking about what we have seen and heard. What is that in Christ? That's all. He said, my kingdom of is not of this world. So he said, go preach the, the gospel of the kingdom that is not of this world, by the way. Not yet. Anyway, maybe I shouldn't say that. That's, you know. Heaven and earth pass away, new heaven, new earth, new Jerusalem. Uh, When they had threatened them further, they let them go, finding no basis on which to punish them on account of the people, because they were all glorifying God for what had happened. For the man was more than 40 years old on whom this miracle of healing had been performed. So that's interesting. Interesting. Aren't we supposed to obey men? Yes, but where they diverge, you obey God. And I'll get to the specifics in a second. So then there's the Ananias and Sapphira thing in chapter 5. This validates my point about the distinction between Socialism and what's happening in, in the Pentecostal moment. The truth is, the devil is try The devil counterfeits everything, and the devil has tried to counterfeit the Pentecostal moment by creating this thing uh, that we call communism or socialism or whatever else you want to say. And um, it's designed to collapse, by the way, and irretrievably. Anyway, so. In Acts 5, uh, let's see, starting in verse 1, But a man named Ananias with his wife Sapphira sold a piece of property and kept back some of the uh, price for himself with his wife's full knowledge. And bringing a portion of it, he laid it at the apostles' feet. Oh, the state's going to have a problem with this, right? But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? Uh Uh-oh. You read about that. That's not something you want to do. And to keep back some of the price of the land. While it remained unsold, did it not remain your own? And after it was sold, was it not under your control? Why is it that you have conceived this deed in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to God. And as he heard these words, Ananias fell down and breathed his last. And and great fear came over all who heard of it. Same thing happens to Sapphira. This, you know, is repeated with Sapphira. And the point is, as Peter says, you didn't lie to men. You lied to God. You lied to the Holy Spirit. And um, it was in your control. Wasn't it in your control before you sold it? And then the proceeds were under your control after you sold it. So there's no compulsion by the state or or even the apostles. The Holy Spirit is impressing it upon people's hearts to do this. So that is that is the clear distinction. Anyway, back to the other thing. Um, the high priest verse uh, 17 in chapter five, but the high priest rose up along with all his associates. That is the sect of the Sadducees. And they were filled with jealousy. They laid hands on the apostles and put them in public jail. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the gates of the prison and taking them out. He said, go stand and speak to the people in the temple. The whole message of this life capital L upon hearing this, they entered into the temple about daybreak and began to teach. Now, when the high priest and his associates came, they called the council together, even all the Senate of the sons of Israel and sent orders to the prison house for them to be brought but the officers who came did not find them in the prison and they returned and reported back saying, we found the prison house locked quite securely and the guards standing at the doors. But when we had opened up, we found no one inside. Now, when the captain of the temple guard and the chief priests heard these words, they were greatly perplexed about them as to what would come of this. But someone came and reported to them, The men whom you put in prison are standing in the temple and teaching the people. Then the captain went along with the officers and proceeded to bring them back without violence, for they were afraid of the people that they might be stoned. When they had brought them, they stood stood them before the council. The high priest questioned them, saying, we gave you strict orders not to continue teaching in this name. And yet you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and intend to bring this man's blood upon us. But Peter and the apostles answered, we must obey God rather than men. And he continues, you know, the God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you had put to death by hanging him on a cross. He is the one Whom God exalted to his right hand as a prince and a savior to grant repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins, and we are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. But when they heard this, they were cut to the quick and intended to kill them, etc., etc. That's the distinction. So, you know, what is Paul? What is Apollos? What is Protestantism? What is Lutheranism? What is Roman Catholicism? Roman Catholicism is a an amalgamation. It's the continuation of the Hellenistic impulse. The amalgamation of you know the 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 diluting of this that you read about in Acts two. You know, four or five those things that I just read and um, a polluting of that and uh, a, a diminution of that. And I want no part of that. So that's why, you know, as a point of clarification, I wouldn't call myself Protestant because I'm not protesting anything. The The whole idea of protesting leans into rebellion and the first rebel is Satan, as even guys like Saul Alinsky acknowledge, and I want no part of that. I don't want to be identified with that. Um, so, therefore, I'm not protesting in a false or manufactured conflict. I'm not. I don't want to be part of controlled opposition, designed and intended to lead all mankind further astray. The protest of the Protestants has come to represent the protest of, uh, you know, organized religion, basically, primarily the Roman Catholic system and also the Church of England at all. But the reactionary force, air quotes, is itself steeped in traditions of men, which ironically accelerate the same impulse and agenda and move it faster and further along on the road to Babylon or Genesis 11, I would say, and the new Atlantean age. It does that, you know, further and faster than those out of which it was birthed, ironically. In other words, it, the Pentecostal movement, (laughs) serves the same old agenda, only better. And I don't, I don't want to be a part of that. So anyway, just a point of clarification. Hopefully that makes sense. I'm not trying to cast aspersions or anything. I'm just trying to shed some light where darkness reigns, typically. So, uh, I think that's it. I've probably made a mud pie, but hopefully some of that makes sense. To the phones, Chris of Virginia, thanks for calling. Welcome.
0: Hey, Chris. Morning. Hey. morning. You, you talk about um, who decides who... What is it, who Who's in
5: charge? And, who decides?
0: So, can you... I'm still, can you like back, back way up for people who don't quite understand where you're coming from with that concept? So that seems to be a central theme of your philosophy and I'm trying to unlock it. I don't quite get it. Can you just explain it to me like a two-year-old?
5: Mm, I think so. Uh, I don't know why I can understand
0: exactly what you mean.
5: <laughs> well, in So, there are a number of things happening. Um, let me sort of juxtapose that with what I would say is generally... Gen- generally um, could be generally summed up as sociocracy these days. So, let's say... We get a bunch of people together. You and I, we say, hey, let's get some people together. There's something weird going on in America. We need to fix this. And, uh, you know, we we get together. And kind of a central premise is that we're Christians trying to. Effect some positive change in the world. We're not just, you know, average ordinary everyday americans we call ourselves christians and that means something specific and particular to us and so we get together you and i get together we we say you know let's get some other folks together and we do that and we all start talking and we say you know there's this problem and that problem and we start talking and we say we got to do this and you see that kind of thing happening everywhere generally speaking right groups different people groups are saying hey we got to do form something they form, they form agendas? Well, you see that, right? You see that kind of thing. We see that all over. I mean, the media is telling us constantly we've got to do something.
0: Can you give right. a specific example?
5: Uh, no, I'd rather not, actually.
0: Okay, okay. I
5: think, I think I want to keep it general so that we're not getting target okay. fixated. So we see these groups of people, Christian folks, let's say, saying, we got to do this, we got to do that, we got to take action here or there. Okay. When I say who's in charge who decides it's interesting how seldom in those gatherings or those calls to action people say okay but let, let's stop first yes i you know i feel compelled you feel compelled let's pray about it here together while we're together and then maybe let's go apart for a month pray each one of us separately for a month each day get back together pray to open our meeting and then share what the Holy Spirit has impressed upon our hearts and then decide how to proceed. That never happens. And so if man is arranging these activities constantly, who's influencing man, first of all? Because if you're not, you know, if you're not inviting the Holy Spirit into those things, who's influencing man? So, Ultimately, who's in charge, who decides when those things take place? And, you know, there's a propaganda aspect to this, too. Maybe I'll mention that when we come back. Stick around, folks. We'll be right back after this short break.
0: And you're in a rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Travelers Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to dixierepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise from flags to t-shirts to artwork. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at RepublicBroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com slash RBN.
7: Or call us at 818-965-9113, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-965-9113, drinksupertea.com.
6: When you were here before, I couldn't look you in the eye. You're just like an angel. The skin makes me cry you flow like a feather and i'm beautiful
5: back. I don't care if it hurts. Final segment of the first hour of today's Road Warrior Radio broadcast. So trying to answer the question, what do I mean by who's in charge, who decides? Basically it's the first commandment, thou shalt have no other gods before me. But we we put other gods and this is I would say in a you know, let's just say broadly a Christian context, or, you know, someone who loves the Lord, believes the Bible you know how do we put things, people before God? It happens in ways, subtle little ways that we don't realize. I probably have to talk about this in the next hour a little bit because we have about two minutes remaining in this segment. But we know, for example, in First uh, John chapter five, First John five nineteen says, "We know that we are of God, and that the whole world lies in the power of the evil one." And So, you know, the whole world, the devil is the prince of the power of the air and the airwaves. There's so much in his control. There's the Faustian bargain thing and the old, you know, going down to the crossroads to make your deal. But apparently guys like um, Bob Dylan have made, you know, in the employ of the chief commander that he told Ed Bradley about on 60 Minutes. So there's that aspect of it. But without even getting into the, you know... The woo-woo side of it. There's a very practical way in which we are deceived. Bible talks about that too in places like Second Thessalonians 2. But you know, there's a very practical, the art of deception has been studied. All warfare is based on deception, Sun Tzu says. So if there's a, there's a concerted effort to deceive and mislead people, can't we equate that with warfare? Can't we say that's tantamount to warfare? And um, there is an effort. And uh, we are influenced in ways that we don't perceive. And if we're not taking our plans before the council of the Lord, then ultimately who's in charge? Who decides? And um, I'll give a practical example in very practical terms, um, borrowing from Jacques Ellul, who, you know, is one of the leading experts, typically speaking, thought of as a Christian, I would I would not call him Christian by any means, but you know, he's, uh, certainly somebody who wrote about technique and propaganda and influence, um, you know, kind of Bernays 2.0. So I'll explain all of that on the other side of the break and hopefully it'll make sense. Stick around second hour coming up. We'll be right back.
3: It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBTalk.com and join the social media revolution. You can't handle the truth. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit RepublicBroadcasting.org today because you can handle the truth.